We all have ghosts that follow us each and every day of our lives. But they may not be the ones you're thinking of. Let's discuss what it actually means to, for something to be paranormal on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love. And today, we're going to talk about ghosties and spookies and oogie boogies. And if you're not familiar with the way that I talk about this, I uh, did an episode on cryptids a little bit back, and today, I wanted to go into ghosts and spookies and oogie boogies. Before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the more chance we have of actually communicating with each other. And after all, that's why I do this in the first place. Alright, so I know there's probably more than a few of you who are sitting back listening to that intro going, Oh, here she goes. We're going to be talking about ghosts and spirits and all manner of hogwash. And I have to say, I am not here to talk about whether or not there are spirits and ghosts or life after death or strange things that go bump in the night, because I'm here to tell you there are things that go bump in the night. Whether you believe in ghosts, spirits, or anything else, we all have them. They are elements of our psychology. They are elements of our past. They are parts of our lives. They are the little demons that whisper in our ear that we're not good enough, that we should have done better, that we wronged those people. They're the little voice of regret in the back of our voice that you hear sometimes almost as if it's a chorus in somebody's language when they're talking and you can almost hear this other voice trying to get out. But it can't. Because it doesn't have a body. See, people get a little too confused nowadays. Living as we do in our rational world after the Enlightenment, where everything's about science and reason and what is quantifiable and what's not, we forget those things that are closest to us. That loved one that's no longer with you that you can't help but think about. Sometimes when you're in the kitchen cooking and you hear your great-grandmother's voice telling you it's time to turn it over. Is she really there? For the sake of argument, for the sake of the question right now, does it really matter if she's really there? Because I would tell you that the ghost of my great-grandmother is there, even if it's just her memory, floating around in my head, reminding me of the times she taught me to cook. Granted, she taught me how to cook on a Franklin pot-bellied wood stove, and 
Not all of the techniques that she taught me translate over when you're dealing with gas or electric because, you know, knowing how much kindling you need to put in to start the fire and how many logs need to be in there to keep it at the optimum temperature and exactly how much ash you need to wait to build up before you start cooking doesn't help you all that much when you just turn a knob nowadays, now does it? But many of the other lessons that she gave me are just as valid and just as good. See, I think we confuse ourselves. And I've talked about this on numerous occasions. Our rationality, our love for science, confuses us. And makes us think that everything has to be literal. Everything has to be concrete. Everything has to be 100% what I'm saying. If I tell you the ghost of my great-grandmother is in the kitchen with me when I cook sometimes, then you're thinking that quite literally there must be a disembodied spirit in the kitchen. And well, as we all know, science can't tell us one way or the other whether there is or is not anything in there with me. But her memory's there. And it's as solid and real as anything else in my life. When my aunt got cancer, she had a dream of her deceased mother, my grandmother, coming to her, telling her that everything was going to be all right, and that the family would take care of her. And all of us started having dreams about grandma. Was that because the disembodied spirit of our dead gra- of my dead grandmother was coming to visit us? Or because the psychological contagion was passed around amongst us? And we all had dreams where the memories of her, how she spoke and how she believed and how she acted in life, told us how we should act and behave as a family because she instilled those values in us. And I think the bigger question is, does it matter? I mean, seriously, does it matter? We want to quantize everything. I kind of talked about this yesterday when we were talking about fandom and movies and making everything into sports ball. But this is also part of that whole enlightenment philosophy that has pervaded everything and clouded over our eyes so we can't see what's really there. Whether it's the memory of a person, or the disembodied spirit of the person. If you can feel their presence, what do you call that, if not a ghost? You see, I've had the misfortune of losing a lot of people in my life. I've lost a lot of friends. I've lost a lot of family. Some of my earliest memories are going to funerals. But that doesn't mean that those people aren't still with me in some way. Whether it's real, physical, tangible, metaphysical, whatever you want to call it, paranormal or not. And that's the problem that I have with that word, paranormal, supernatural. You see, by putting this label on it, then it becomes something outside of our normal, everyday experience, and not just something that's part of our experience. And whether they are spooks and specters, or spirits from the beyond, these are experiences that 
many people, in fact, I would say most of the people that I've talked to have had in some way, shape, or form. When somebody passes and you feel that they're in the room, does it hurt you if you don't question what that is? I'm not saying you should let yourself listen to voices, and I'm not saying that you should just lose all sense of reality. But to sit back and make everything solid and rational and concrete takes some of life away from us. Like I said, whether my great-grandmother's in the kitchen with me or not, whether my grandma Nixon's ever in the kitchen with me, and I hear her voice inside my head quite often when I'm cooking. Oddly enough, when I forget to put something in, because when I cooked with her, I used to forget to put something in. And so I kind of hear her saying, you forgot this. And oh yeah, I need to do that. Now, whether that's my mind reminding me using her voice or whether or not she's there, does it really matter? It doesn't hurt anybody. It doesn't harm anyone. Because see, that's the thing about life. Life is messy. Life is dirty. There's all kinds of squidgy places that don't quite fit well in anybody's model of how the world should work. Those voices that you hear outside, they could be a noogie boogie, they could be a burglar. Either way, you should pay attention and look around and make sure there's not somebody sneaking around outside your windows. Yeah, you look for the concrete, you look for the real. You look for what's tangible. But you don't throw everything away. And I think that's what our culture, I think that's what our world has really tried to do over the last couple hundred years, is just throw everything out. Sure, yeah, spiritualism and various other fads have come and gone, and some have abused people here, there, and yonder. And I don't think you should believe anybody who necessarily tells you that for a fee, they can do oogie-boogie-spooky things for you. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the basic mystery of life. The other morning, I woke up. And I'm sitting in my chair that I was sleeping in because my back was acting up. And I could have sworn my dog Smokey was on my lap. I felt him sit up. I felt him nuzzle into my face. And I woke up smiling. And I opened my eyes and he wasn't there. Smokey died a couple years ago. We haven't had him for a while. But I just sat there for a minute and just remembered how much fun we used to have together and all the things that we used to do. Whether or not he was there or not, he was there. One of the things that I want to bring back, one of the things that I want to make just common and accessible to people nowadays is just letting a little bit of mystery into your life and not not taking everything so seriously. I think one of the great problems that we have when it comes to everything is just being so serious all the time. Maybe it's goofy. 
to believe in these things. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a bit of fun. Maybe it's a way of explaining some kind of psychological process that's going on in your own head that helps to give you purpose and meaning and get over things. Deal with grief and loss and all of that. I don't know. And I don't know that we'll ever know. But that's part of the messiness of life. As long as we like to pretend that life is sterile and clean and doesn't have any messy parts, that it's all easily understandable, you see, we know what we can measure, we know what can be found, we know what's there. It gives us a certain comfort, a certain sense of power over the world. And the biggest problem that I have with that is when you think you have power over the world, you are lying to yourself. You can't control a hurricane, an earthquake, or a tornado. None of us can, and we might never ever be able to. Who knows, maybe one day, but certainly not now. And in the olden days, they'd say that tornado was a demon coming to destroy them all. Now, you can get all concrete in your head and say, well, that's caused by atmospheric phenomena. How silly and stupid those old peak-timers were thinking that tornadoes are caused by demons. But you tell me how that's not a demon. It's an unseen force that comes and rips your house apart, kills your family, and ruins lives. That sounds like every demon I've ever heard of in any book, whether it be sacred, profane, secular, or romantic. <laughs> that sounds like a demon to me. No, we don't have to be literal. I'm so tired of literal-minded people who just have to have everything exactly as it is. And if you take anything just a little bit off, or you say something a little bit metaphorical, they attack you. They tear you down. They call you crazy. Well, maybe we're all a little bit crazy. Maybe we're all crazy and Nicolas Cage is the only one of us who sees the world as it actually is. It's a fun thing to think about sometimes. Especially when you read a good article, a good interview with him. It makes you wonder, what if he's the one that really sees the way the world is? And I don't. But that is the fun of life. That's what makes everything work. That's what makes everything great. You see, it's the messiness. It's the strangeness. It's the bizarreness. It's the fuzziness. It's those little things that we'll never quite know. That add meaning and purpose and interest to your life. Does St. Anthony bring me my keys when I lose them? Does he guide them to me? I don't know. I say a prayer anyway. See, we confuse the everything in this life. Since we decided to take everything literally. Everything seriously. Everything is exactly what the word means. We've lost the magic. We've lost the mystery that makes life worth living. And I'm not saying that you have to accept everything and just be gullible or naive. I'm not saying any of that. 
but a friend of mine has cancer right now you can't tell me she doesn't have a demon living in her body she can't see it she can't touch it it's threatening to kill her it scares her it wakes her up in the middle of the night she wonders how she's going to get rid of it she's doing everything in her power to make it go away but it just clings to her deep inside See, in my way of thinking, that sounds like possession. And maybe to you, I'm just being melodramatic. Maybe I am. But it gives you a context in which to talk, because I know that demons have no power over me. Because they don't. And I won't let them. So when I encounter something like my depression, which I often classify as a demon, sometimes as a dragon. You know, last time I went through a really bad depression funk, I actually got out an icon a friend gave me of St. George and the Dragon. And I lit a candle in front of that thing every day and said, one day I'm going to defeat my dragon like you defeated yours. Now, does it matter if there was a real St. George, or a dragon, or if any of it really happened? No! None of it matters. It was a little bit of hope that I could give myself every morning, and I could look over and watch that candle burn, and I could look at that beautiful gilded image of St. George fighting that dragon, and know that I could fight off the one that was bothering me, the one that was eating me up, that had poisoned me from the inside out. There was hope for me. I could get through this. So when things go bump in the night and somebody says, was that a ghost? Was that a spirit? Maybe go look, go see. You never know what you're going to find. You might find something that surprises you. But whatever you do, don't judge people by the way they use language like that. Because you don't know what they mean by it. You don't know how they're using those words. Just because you or others taught you to look at those terms in concrete language doesn't mean that we all use them that way. Sometimes they're a metaphor. There are a lot of ghosts in this house that I live in. I grew up here when I was a kid. And every now and then I can almost hear myself playing over in the corner of the room I can almost hear my sisters in the back room their spirits linger here even though they're still alive my old spirit lingers here even though I'm still alive it's the memories that live on it's the memories that give meaning and if I want to call those a ghost I can call those a ghost if I want to go hunt them, if I hear of a place where spooky things happen and I want to go and see if I can see a spooky thing, I'm going to go and see if there's a spooky thing. And I've done that a lot throughout my life, especially when I lived on the East Coast. It was one of our favorite things to do. And man, we saw some crazy stuff and experienced some crazy stuff. Was it real? Who's to say? Does it matter? 
We made memories. We had adventures. We had fun. And it didn't hurt anyone or anything. So what is paranormal? What does that really mean? Things that are outside the normal. Things that are supernatural. Things that are above nature. Everything's natural. Everything's normal. It's just we sometimes like to think we are above all that. And if life has taught me anything, never to think you're above anything. Because you never know how far in the mud that really puts you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, and you haven't already, please rate this podcast and whatever app you listen to me on. It really does help out a lot. If you've got a dollar you can pass my way, it really would help out a lot. Down in the show notes, you'll find a link to both my Patreon and the Community Support tab. Difference between the two is people on Patreon occasionally get stuff. Thank you to everybody who does that. If you don't have any money or you don't feel like giving right now, that's fine. But if you know somebody you think would like this podcast, do share it with them. That helps out a lot, too. If you have any questions or comments or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, please either go to the show notes and use the the voice message system. Keep it short and clean so I can use it on the show. Or you can hit me up on Instagram or Twitter. I'm C.E. Dorset on both. Or you can go over to ProjectShadow.com and find a link to everything that I do. I'm glad so many people liked the cryptid episode that I did. And I kind of wanted to do this one too because I'm just tired of this concrete thinking that people have. Where everything is this or that and sometimes not both and. I don't know when we lost both and as a society but we need to bring it back because yeah sometimes things are either or but most of the time it can be both and things can be contradictions all at the same time I know most of the people I know are I know I am sorry if my accent came out a lot in this I'm trying to go through my voice vocal exercises to get my voice voice fixed after my uh, injury and uh, one of the things that I noticed is it's bringing my accent back anywho until next time don't forget have the fun bye